help support the Jiminy Cricket podcast and the Disney Chris website by becoming a Patreon subscriber. By joining our illustrious roster of supporters, you will receive exclusive rewards every month, including audio content, Disney video commentaries, and an exclusive Patreon subscribers-only podcast called Down the Rabbit Hole. Be sure to check out our new donation levels and special rewards at www.patreon.com slash DisneyChris. Jiminy Crickets! My, what a peculiar place to have a party. You know, Dino, we really shouldn't be doing this. After all, curiosity often needs to trouble. <laughs> Hello, supporters, and welcome to this month's installment of Down the Rabbit Hole. And I am joined with Ruthie. Hello, Ruthie. Hello, Chris. Hello, Cricketeers. And we're very happy to have Brian, and he's back. So he's going to be with us more often, less sporadically, and we're very happy about that. Welcome back, Brian. Thanks. It's good to be back. Uh, Hi, Ruthie. It's been a while since we've been on a show together. (laughs) (laughs) So, looking forward to this today. So, speaking of uh, Brian being away, he wasn't able to join us on the last Dateline, and he wanted to have the opportunity to respond to some of the listener feedback that Ruthie and I read on the last Dateline Jimmy the Cricket. So, Brian, go ahead. Anything you want to address from our audience go ahead sure i think i'll just go ahead and read some of these i won't be (laughs) long-winded but uh yeah there was some great great feedback uh that we got and we also had a uh an apple podcast review that i wanted to read today because i didn't catch it for the last because even though I was gone, I, I assembled all of the, the questions that, uh, or the the comments and things, and, and wrote them up and sent them over to Chris and Ruthie so they could do it. And so I missed a podcast review, and I wanted to apologize to Disneyland Din- Dinna or Donna. Her username is Disneyland Dinna, D I N N A. And uh, she says, such a great podcast full of information, history, music, and more about Walt Disney and Disneyland. Love the show, and they really put a lot of heart and soul into doing a great job. Thank you, guys. You both are great hosts and give a wonderful, honest, and thoughtful opinion on Disney, Disneyland movies, music, and everything else you're doing. Oh, everything else, comma, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourselves. We all make mistakes at times, but it's not really a big deal. You put out a wonderful podcast and so informative. Thank you so much for all your hard work and all you do. I appreciate you immensely. It's nice to get honest opinions as well. Thank you again. Love, Donna. Aw, that was nice. I that think, is nice. I yeah. think the mistakes is she was referring to when we um, 
did that top 30 list about the mm-hmm. female stars, and then we had to do a... All the corrections. Oh, yeah. Correction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your corrections, Department of Corrections episode. Yeah. And I also think that uh, she said, I both of you, but there's three of us, so I don't know. Yeah. No explanation well, for that. I mean, if I had found your podcast in the last six months and just heard yeah. you and Ruthie, I would have thought there was just two. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and uh, if she is talking about Dateline, it is usually just you and me, Chris. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound funny to say, but I'm like, I wonder if Elmer switched his name to Donna and wrote this review. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just nice to read. And I want to apologize again, Donna. You, you wrote this review on February 8th in time for the March Dateline listener feedback section. And I just missed it. And so I'm sorry, but I wanted to take this opportunity to single you out, <laughs> thank you for your praise. In a good way, yes. In, in a good way, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, we, I, you know, I in the last six months, I listened to, to Chris and Ruthie a lot. Um, it really helped me to like stay connected to you guys, and, and I think you guys did a great job with all your all your podcasts while I was gone, and and uh, appreciate you guys keeping things going while I was gone. But uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and speaking of being gone, if you guys are curious, now that I'm back, I can kind of tell you everything that I did, sort of. So, I was out in New Jersey helping the uh, Afghan refugees that we um, received during the recent crisis in Afghanistan. And so, my job was to to kind of work alongside them, get them over here and, and uh, get all their paperwork done so they could live legally in the United States, you know, get all their shots. We worked with the CDC. We, we worked with the Department of State, the Department of Homeland Security. It was a huge operation. We had over 12,000 refugees wow. at, at the highest. I think that was the highest population of any one time. So it was like a small town. Wow. And uh, it was fun going out to... The, the little town, we called them villages, and I would interact with kids, you know, give them candy. And hmm. uh, I, I really got involved in some of the ping pong tournaments <laughs> with <laughs> some of the, the older men, and, and it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was just fun. And uh, I had some time off to, to go up and see Chris and go to New York and explore the area. So, But it's good to be back home. And, uh, yeah, so that's where I was, everybody, if you're wondering. I'm not sure y'all missed me. <laughs> no, be quiet. <laughs> so, I Chris, saw also... More, uh, I saw it, more of you when you were away than I've ever seen of you, so... Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't miss you. Nope. Yeah, go back, listen to, if you can listen to the previous Down the Rabbit Hole, Chris and I talked about some of our adventures that we went on. And we also did an episode in person on yeah. our D- Tokyo Disney Sea. We did together in the same yeah, room. Yeah, me, you, and Lily. Lily kept biting my arm the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Your cat. <laughs> she was not a big me fan, so that's fine. Oh, she bites me, too. It's a love bite. A love okay. bite, yeah. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah, cats like <laughs> to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want a cat. 
someday. So, uh, you and Ruthie did some listener feedback last Dateline, and, and uh, we thought it would be a good idea for me to chime in since I'm part of the group. So, we thought we'd go through some of those questions and just let me respond to some of them. Is that cool with you guys? Do it. Okay. And if you want to hear our responses to the same questions, just go listen to the last episode of Dateline on our YouTube channel. And uh, Ruthie and I answer them over there. So we won't do it here. Mm -hmm. We'll just let Brian answer. Yeah. You might need to remind me of some of your answers because I agreed with a lot of them. (laughs) No. (laughs) So the the first question was from my my friend Jared or every Disney flick on Instagram. And he wanted to know if we could do a segment on the careers of Karen, Dotris, and Matthew Garber. And would like to hear our thoughts on the Nomobile. And uh, since 2022 is a 65th anniversary, maybe we could do a show. So I want to call out Jared and like, dude, we did a show on the Nomobile on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It was a great episode. And that you must really like that movie. Yeah, that's his favorite (laughs) Disney movie. Oh, okay. So one of the one of the things we decided to do was like do our favorites at some point and he got to choose first so we'll do Pollyanna later we haven't done that one yet but we did a whole hour and a half episode on the Nomobile and that's on my Instagram channel keeping Walt in Disney so if you just go there and then click on the little reel icon you can see all the the ones that we've done and you can listen to our comments on that and I thought it was a fun show I don't know if we're going to do a whole episode on the Nomobile because, like you guys said, you you really dove deep into Karen Dotris and Matthew Garber on your Mary Poppins episode. Mm-hmm. Well, what we yeah. said was that we thought it we could do a Nomobile episode, but it would have to be next year because we've already planned out this year, and I said we might think about doing it for St. Patrick's yeah. Day next year. We could probably do the Karen Dotris Matthew Garber trifecta and do Mary Poppins a little bit, No Mobile, and then the Three Lives of Thomasina, since they were both in that one too. So, well, Thomasina yeah. also takes place, I believe, in Ireland. So, No Mobile yeah. doesn't take place in Ireland, but it's about little people. So that might be a good episode for March next year. March of twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm always down to talk live action films, so you guys know. Um, this next question was uh, from Golden Afternoon 51. Is there a Disney animated film from Walt's time you think deserves a cultural reset? Um, one that we feel hasn't gotten a fair shake. And I, I can't think of one. I think, Ruthie, you had trouble thinking of one. Yeah. But, but I like Chris, Chris's idea. Yeah, what was that? I totally forgot the, what you um, said. Wind in the Willows. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. And that, not yeah, because that it be needs cool. a, not because it needs to be updated for modern audiences. I just feel like it's such a short cartoon that it could be expanded mm-hmm. on and made into a full. 90-minute film rather yeah. than a 25-minute short. Didn't Disney do a uh, a film in the 90s? No, the Wind that, in the Willows was, remake? that was... It's called yep. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, And it's okay. a live-action 
and it's not it wasn't produced by disney no oh it wasn't okay yeah it was i i think maybe that and from what i've heard package films i'm maybe? sorry just before we move on to another yeah. topic uh from what i've heard it's not very good so yeah i don't just, think it was either yeah <laughs> sorry go ahead i'm sorry oh no problem uh, I got me thinking about the other package films like Make Mine Music or um, what's the other one? Melody Time. Melody Time. Yeah, there's some segments in there that, that could probably make some good feature length uh, animated films. Like, I'd like to see a whole Pecos Bill, a full one. That would be fun to see. Or maybe Willie the Whale, you know, the opera singing whale. <laughs> you would like that, Brian. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good question. Made me think. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, Golden Afternoon. I don't really have one in particular that, because you know, I, I guess Chris and I feel the same way about live uh, remakes of animated films into yeah. live action. So, <laughs> I think it's been beat to death. But um, the Wind in the Willows, I want it to be animated. I don't want it to be live action. Not live action. No. Oh, but yeah. okay. Right. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm reading it to a they question. Didn't, yeah, they didn't yeah. Um, specify live action in the question. Yeah. I guess that's just what I immediately think of when they think of yeah. a, doing an animated film over again. That's been the trend. Yeah. So, Alec... Alec Chiquito, 99. <laughs> this is was a fun comment to discover. He's like, I've been listening for three for six years, <laughs> and he finally uh, sent in a comment. And I thought that was great. Thanks a lot. Uh, Alejandro from Vancouver wrote this one. Um, he said, "We're the best podcast out there. Love your insight, knowledge, and effort that goes into each episode." His question is, what are your personal hopes for the Disney parks for the next 10 years? And uh, I'm just going to like echo what you guys said, rebuild Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that would be something in Disneyland yeah. that I'd like to see. I, I don't really have any issues with anything else the parks are doing, except for the I'm lazy and I don't want to learn the Genie Plus system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so I would just want the original FastPass system back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like that one. Well, I, and I like the Max Pass. Did you ever use that, Ruthie? The Max I did. Pass? I, I liked it a lot yeah. too. You were able to get a lot done with that. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool because you can just like walk in the park and and sign on the app and then just do every all your. It was like virtual FastPass running. Yeah. And it, if you had a lot of people that you were with, it was a really good tool mm -hmm. to use because everybody could get on all the rides. So it was, I don't know. Yeah. It was a great value for the price. Yeah, point, I think exactly. Too. It was like 10, yeah, 10 or 15. Yeah. I think it, it started saved. as 10 and then it went up, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It saved you so much time from running mm -hmm. around. And one thing I discovered uh, uh, was that some of the return time windows I mean, not the return, but the time where you could get another one was mm -hmm. shorter. They oh, were like yeah. 30 minutes sometimes, mm -hmm. as opposed to the one hour or two hour. You know, how, however busy the park was that day always dictated how how long you had to wait before you can get another fast pass. So. Yeah. 
I just I just like that, and I like that it allowed you to do multiple rides of the same attraction in the same yeah. day. That's yep. one thing about Genie Plus I hear that people don't like. <laughs> they can't get multiple fast passes for the same attraction. Yeah, I haven't used it yet. So yeah. until I actually physically use it, I'm not really gonna know. You know, I gotta yeah. live it. You know. <laughs> You're going in September, right? To, That's the plan. To live it so you can yes. report. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So uh, Jared also had another question uh, about uh, favorite Disney TV shows, like The Horse Masters, For the Love of Willadine. I love that he mentioned that one. <laughs> and more current titles like Polly or Parent Trap 3 and 4. Uh, one of my favorite Disney television episodes was Hans Brinker or The Silver Skates. I really like this film. It's available on DVD. It's not on Disney Plus, but you can purchase it on DVD on Amazon, or you, or you can even go to like Amazon or Apple. I've never seen it because it's not on um, Disney Plus. It's not on YouTube. I don't have a copy of it. I've actually never been able to see that. Oh. Okay, I will get that to you somehow. I'll figure out a way. All right. When um, did that come out? Sixties. Hans Brinker, The Silver Skates. Um, I'd I have to do early, a search. I think it's, uh, one it's one like of the, the first, early sixties. It's mm. one of the earliest Wonderful World of Color episodes. Mm -hmm. I think it's from the first season. So, mm -hmm. like sixty-one or sixty-two. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's. Yeah. I want to say early '60s. Yeah, it is color, so I'm pretty sure it was on. Yeah, color yep. not. January seventh, nineteen sixty-two. And that was the and, first season because it premiered yeah. in September '61. So that would have been the first season. I did an Instagram post on, and I, it's it was one of those that had to be cut up into two episodes so it was oh yeah it was yeah. So 45 minutes one week 45 minutes the next week and then i think it Basically, was put together and released as a feature in europe mm -hmm. That's where yeah totally was yeah. they they got all the good stuff in theaters over there wow. so one fun thing about this is uh when when it opens it has the that people and places theme song the the title music mm -hmm. so you when i was watching i thought wow was this from the people in places series like mm -hmm. what you know that series there's like nothing except for one episode i think that's available which was uh disneyland. the disneyland yeah mm -hmm. usa i think that's what it was called yeah but that but music is the same at the beginning of each one i believe yeah and so i was like Wow, this is like the People in Places theme song. Yeah. And so I looked it up, and it's not one from the series, but I thought it was interesting that they used that music. But it's just a neat story about a, a boy in Holland whose dad... Um, it's based on a store, like a non-Disney story. Like yeah. Old story. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that... It that just shows a, a... story exists outside of Disney lore. It's like a well-known... Story. Yeah, yeah. It paints a neat picture of, of of Holland and and the skating culture and and uh, why Holland is the way it is. You know, with all the the waterways and things. And 
it explains like why they have the several like the levy system they have there that kind of like I think there's a quote in the film that says God made like the Dutch but the people made Holland or something like that mm. because of the way they built the the country to so that the, they wouldn't get flooded <laughs> but that's a key scene in the film because as they're trying to protect their land during a storm Hans Brinker's father gets injured and he, he gets hit on the head really hard and he's like suffering from an amnesia and the whole plot is you know since he's the breadwinner of the family that Hans and his sister have to figure out a way for the family to 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 make ends meet and so there's like a skating race and Hans tries to to get into that race and, and win it but all he has are like some cheap wooden skates and so it's a neat story mm. I like it as for newer stuff Polly, I need to watch that film. I, I'm trying to find a copy of that. I can't find one anywhere. Isn't it on so. Disney Plus? Is it? Off the look. I. I think so. I'm not sure. It should be. That's the one with Felicia Rashad. I don't Rashad see why and... it wouldn't be. It's perfectly the kind of stuff they want on there. But, um, should be. I can look, but yeah. But I know they also the Disney Movie Club has it on a DVD as well. Oh, and they have the right. sequel also. I think you're right, Ruthie. Yeah, I, there's a I sequel called Polly Coming so Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not showing up on my search here. It's not on Disney Plus. No, Pollyanna is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really a retelling of that story. With yeah, characters. it's a retelling with an all-black cast. And uh, the only white character is Celeste Holm. She plays the Agnes Moorhead part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I want to see it because I have a lot of songs from the film, and they're really good songs. Mm-hmm. We know so you I'd like, like to Celeste see Holm. them in context. Because you love Notorious. <laughs> the yeah. film noir movie. This is her as an older person. She's not not quite as uh she's not the femme fatale anymore in this movie. <laughs> who's that you're talking about now the... celeste holmes oh celeste holmes okay yeah it'd be interesting to see her in a different character huh yeah, yeah. all right thanks ruthie yeah I, I totally forgot about disney movie club i'll, I'll yeah. check that out mm-hmm. so elmer had a, a lot to say uh, which we like because Elmer's a great supporter and, and we appreciate everything he does for the show. Um, uh, favorite food at Disney parks? Uh, I just had to go with the classic corn dog. I had like seven Ooh, of them last that's time. That's good. Mm. <laughs> I want one now. I, yeah. And I agreed on our choice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then if I had to pick a second, it would totally be the Dole Whip with you guys. So float or whip, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I sort Whatever of like I... the float better. I like both, but sort of lean towards the float. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm really thirsty, I'll get the float. If I just want some ice cream, I'll get the whip. Or, you know, or both. Mm. I only get the whip because I want to taste the ice cream and the the juice kind of gets in the way sometimes. Not that it's not good, but I want yeah. that ice cream. I can get you, pineapple juice somewhere else, but I can't yeah. get the whip any other place. So I want. Do you the like whip. any of the new flavors? Like, oh yeah, like- I really liked a lot of the new flavors. That's I've spent a lot of time trying different 
concoctions the last time we were there at Disneyland at the um, Tropical Hideaway. It was really fun. Yeah, that place is yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, they, they went, they have like a, they were doing one inside like a Jungle Cruise boat recently. Oh, that yeah. Awesome. With like, like a, a collectible thing. Split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and they do it where they put everything in a separate container and they just give you the Jungle Cruise boat on the side so it doesn't get like all ice creamy. Yeah. So it's not all <laughs> sticky. Yeah. Yeah, sticky. Uh-huh. I like the raspberry pineapple mm-hmm. swirl. That was one of my <laughs> you haven't tried it, school. so you don't know. I was just giving you the raspberry. You said you liked oh, okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the citrus swirl at Disney World is, is good, too. That's the the one where it's they like do the mix in the vanilla and the orange. I like all yeah. of it. I have yeah. no ju- I'd eat any of it. But my favorite would be the Dole Whip out of all of it. The traditional, the classic. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. This one question by Elmer had a lot of parts to it. He's like, what what were our favorite Disney anthology episodes from each time period? So I just picked like three. Of course, my favorite is, everybody knows this. Oh, I remember what I said. Yeah. The Disneyland 10th anniversary special. Because I'm a big Tencennial freak. Um, I also really like the one from Pirates of the Caribbean to the World of Tomorrow. Oh. Which is, uh, it shows We're going to be complete... doing that soon as our commentary. It's coming oh, are we? Yeah. yeah. I like that because it shows the original ride through of Pirates when it was first opened. And the people mover. And the people mover. Yeah. And that r- really cool, like, Tomorrowland 67 opening which was fun. And uh, some of the older stuff, I love the Zorro specials, the ones that, that aired on NBC uh, or ABC. No the, the series the series was on ABC. Yeah. <laughs> so the two seasons were on ABC, but then the three one-hour specials, or there were four, yeah, those were on the Disneyland anthology TV show. And there was one that had a net. Oh, that was wasn't one that... NBC. They didn't move to NBC until... Yeah, that was before the color. color. It was yeah. ABC. Yeah. It was at, right at the tail end on Walt Disney Presents. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah, and the lead-ins Walt has for those are so awesome. Like, he's dressed yeah. up in his cowboy gear. And yeah. and he, he actually does some Zorro moves with a sword. Yeah. Uh, Annette is in one of those, or postponed no the postponed wedding was one of the actual episodes yeah the postponed wedding and then there's like a two-hour one with ricardo montalban and rita moreno yeah Yeah. so those are those are really fun i mean those are just really i mean walt disney got the best of the best at the time to to be in those episodes and they're just really well done a lot of suspense great acting great action scenes those are like my favorite zorro episodes so uh and then elmer went on to to gush about the podcast and uh uh and i thought that was fun and we appreciate all those comments and i'm gonna skip down to uh the last question here from sean and he talked about unbuilt or unmade disney projects and what what we'd like to what we would have liked to see and uh Chris mentioned that they did an episode way back, I think before Ruthie was even on the show. Yeah. About unbuilt 
<laughs> attractions. But Chris and I, we had a discussion about doing another episode, maybe another down the rabbit hole where we each pick one. Ruthie, yeah, you, we were all chatting about this, I think. Mm-hmm. Where we each pick like one and just just talk about it, you know. I think I'd probably pick Discovery Bay. I think that would have been a great project to, in Disneyland. So they were going to build that in the rivers, like the Frontierland area, where the Big Thunder the, Ranch um, is, Oriental or tea, was. The Oriental Tea Garden. <laughs> no. Uh, Why the, is that with the racism and all. No, I'm no. not. <laughs> Confucius animatronic. Yeah. Uh, audio animatronic. Yeah. Pouring tea for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was one other one from Blinker Eye One Twenty Three. Uh, oh, he follows about... me on YouTube for years, yeah, even was... before, even before I had a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely one of your Disneyland Magical Audio Tour uh, update shows. And uh, uh, he talked about the original voice tracks that, you know, Ruthie's done a lot of them and Chris has done a ton. And I've done a few. Um, Maybe we'll put those out. You know what? I'll I'll try to find all all of them and maybe link them in the podcast uh, Facebook group so you guys can go get like a one click directly to some of the ones I, I did the Walt's apartment one and Ruthie's one. done the carousel of progress or America sings I think yeah I did like the yeah the, the intro and I did yeah storybook land um, oh yeah 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 you were the storybook too. guy and right? I yeah. I want her to do another one eventually it's we plan to do it but yes yeah, yeah. whenever you get to on. that yeah yeah mm-hmm gonna have her i have the actual spiel for a tour guide for like a park tour you know the the women in the plaid skirts that used to oh really i have one from 1962 i have the actual script and i want ruthie to to read it as if she's giving the tour and then i'll add sound effects as if we're going through the park on a guided tour I'd love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. One of my That's favorites that Chris did was the keelboat spiel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a I recent that one. one. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. Chris will do his voice and he'll change it up a little bit too. Like, so it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, one I did really like a, a good job. On I those. did like a southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had other yeah, one people. Time I was given a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, one time I was given a. a, a I do Uber on the side, and that that came up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were talking about something. And then when when they heard you talking, we stopped talking and just turned it up full blast. And <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Yeah. Well, so, I've yeah. had other people contribute <laughs> to that as well. I, you know, I've put you know casting calls out and had a few other people. Like I did, somebody um, did a pirate voice for me for the fortune red machine what gives out the fortunes mm-hmm. oh and they did such really an amazing cool. job yes and the esmeralda so the... too sorry esmeralda oh okay the, yeah, from no the penny worries. arcade yeah in a gypsy voice mm-hmm. who did that one i don't remember it was so long ago yeah 
but she did an amazing well, job. Her name is on the page. If if I went to look, I'd find it, but I don't remember off the okay. top of my head. I'll try to go through and, and, and single those out and put links out there so you guys can can listen. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, that's you want to move on to the next segment? Yes, I do. That you Are you all away? done? <laughs> no, that was a motorcycle driving by outside. Um, so the next topic, speaking of Brian being away, the was it the last weekend or the weekend before the last that you were? Yeah, it was like the last few days I was up there. He had a couple days 20th. off and he drove up to New York. Well, he took the train to New York. And uh, he went to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and they had a special Disney exhibit at the time, and he had the opportunity to see the exhibit. And uh, we would have done this on a, a, a YouTube show, but they wouldn't let him take any pictures, so it would be pointless to do it on Dateline because there'd be no visuals to go along with it. Yeah, it was so, kind of unfortunate. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was very low light, and I I can understand why they had no photography because some of the things in there were pretty incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't want folks taking. Yeah, but so, what are you talking about? Where did you go? Yeah, yeah, so. you didn't let me finish. <laughs> so Brian. Um, <laughs> Brian went to a was it Mary Blair exhibit at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. What was it called, Brian? Exactly. It was Here. called the. Um, I can't remember now. What well, was a Mary I took Blair a bunch thing? Of notes and I didn't. Write but it down had more. It had more than. <laughs> it had more than just Mary Blair. It had other things yeah. as well. But uh, it was. Um, I think it's closed now. It just closed. Yeah, it just closed. Okay, it was called Inspiring Walt Disney, yeah. the animation of French decorative arts. Okay, so it was meant more than just one artist. And it was also um, a... Um, I forget what I was going to say. All right, we're going real well here, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't been, it's been, I'm, you got a little bit of a learning curve and growing pains for me to get back into the whole podcast. Well, I have no excuse then. <laughs> <laughs> so February 28th, uh, I took the train up to New York and uh, went and saw this exhibit at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And I met a listener there, Ryan. I Ryan went also, I. Brian, I went on February 30th. Yeah, just a couple of days after I did, right? Yeah. Which would have been uh, March exist. 2nd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this exhibit ran from December 10th to 2021 to March 6th, 2022. And like I said, I met Ryan there, uh, a listener of the show, a fan of the show, and also a big fan of my Instagram page. And uh, we enjoyed touring through the exhibit. And then we saw some other stuff, and then we went back to the exhibit, and that's when I took all my notes. So, I, uh, it was uh, 
included with our our admission it was 25 dollars to get in so you can see everything plus this for free i, I thought that was great that there wasn't a surcharge for the exhibit <laughs> but um well i remember when the museum was free so i don't know what you're so happy about because oh. the last time well, i, I went know. to Anytime the Met, it to was Zoom. free <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime you can go to do new, go to New York and do something for for twenty five bucks, yeah, that's. Oh, you know deal. what it was though. Now that I think of it, I think it's because I was a student at the time, so it was free for students. So yeah. I, I'd still have to pay anyway. Yeah, there were discounts for students. Uh, yeah, but it was New Jersey, free New York residents. Yeah. When I went, it was free. They took donations, but you didn't have to. You could just go in yeah. for free if you were a student. The first time I went there, it was in the summer, and it was free for military. So, mm. yeah. But nope, I had to fork over twenty-five bucks. You know, no big deal. Uh, just meant I was eating a hot dog for lunch. You know. <laughs> so uh, the exhibit really focused on. Um, four films so snow white and the seven dwarfs cinderella sleeping beauty and beauty and the beast and the idea behind the exhibit was based that's on five what? films did i say five yes snow white cinderella sleeping beauty beauty and beast that's five. No. Oh, hi. <laughs> let, let's let, keep the jokes to Ruby. No. <laughs> so, the premise for this exhibit was Walt's uh, trip to Paris with his family, his wife. Um, I think they had a, a couple kids by that time, 1935. I think uh, so. Definitely Roy and Edna were on that trip. And there was a neat film, like right when you walked in, it shows some footage of Walt, Roy, Edna, and Lillian. I'd never seen before. So I just kind of like oogled at it for like 10 minutes. And Did then they realized kiss the there was Blarney still Stone? a bunch of exhibit left. <laughs> What's oh, that? no. <laughs> Wrong country, sorry. I said, did they kiss the Blarney Stone? <laughs> no, no, they were south. They were in France, dude. Did they kiss the Arc de Triomphe? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, Maybe. okay. They kissed each other. So All that right. Sweet. That was triumphant. <laughs> yeah. Walt, Walt and... Walt and Edna. I mean, Walt and Lou. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> that would have been... A... Walt would have some explaining to do <laughs> when Lillian got a hold of the film. That does sort of remind oh, me of when Lucy went to Europe. Lucy, Ricky, Ethel, and Fred. Sounds like the same kind of situation. Did Walt miss the boat yeah. and have to be flown in with a helicopter? Like Lucy? <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> no, they took a steamer from New York, you know, back mm -hmm. in that, that time yeah, period. So, when... so, did, so did Lucy, but she she was late. And so she, the oh, boat really? had already I left without I her. That. I remember that show. So she hired yeah. a helicopter and she got lowered down onto the boat. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. 
Oh, anyway, sidetrack. <laughs> so we're kind of walking through this exhibit, and they had a lot of pieces from Walt's miniature collection uh, that you can see at the Walt Disney Family Museum if you've ever been there. Um, uh, you know, Walt loved miniatures, and they had a lot on display, like a lot of little dishes, some clocks, some chairs, like a bedroom uh, set. He loved little miniature potbelly stoves for some reason mm. <laughs> there were quite a few of those in this display case and, um so the first exhibit we walked into was kind of like a porcelain exhibit and they had a couple of silly symphony shorts playing the clock store from 1931 and the china shop from 1934 so those were kind of playing on screens and then there were various uh pieces of porcelain that were representative of the items that were in the silly symphony shorts and this was a theme throughout the exhibit so they would be showing films or excerpts and mm-hmm. then have real life art pieces uh, to cool. accompany the exhibit so yeah it was really fun because you got your Disney fix but you also got like the French decorative arts uh, now, were these Disney too. pieces or were mm-hmm. they just pieces that weren't Disney, no they were just pieces of art um, that weren't that were featured somehow or inspired yeah, or inspired shorts. yeah okay. the shorts gotcha. yeah mm-hmm. gotcha like the the yeah the, um that music box with the the man and woman like wearing like yes 1700s exactly clothes a piece yeah. that was in the exhibit the powdered mm-hmm. wig yeah yep right yep they had that uh kind of rotating around Ruth is like what the heck is he talking about no, that's good to know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. that's from the China shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because all the China the things silly... come to life when the when the, yeah. when the the owner goes away for the night. Mm-hmm. So they they turn to life, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, you've seen most of these. And I watched, they had the complete Silly Symphony playing on a reel. So, yeah. or on a loop. <laughs> so that's good because in case somebody maybe hasn't seen that because it's such an old episode of Silly Symphonies mm-hmm. that they Did had they it there. provide so, you with a loop so yeah. you can see the the china. Never mind. <laughs> you can get pretty close to the stuff. I mean, a loop no is a little bad to find They had the museum guards out in full force. You know? mm, mm-hmm. Like, I was taking out my phone to write down notes, and, like, at least six times someone would put you, you need to put your phone away. It's like, I'm taking notes for a podcast, dude. I'm not <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were really trigger-happy, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And they're just doing their job. So, uh, uh, Cinderella was kind of the next uh, little section we went into and there was a lot of awesome concept drawing sorry i'm just providing background music just do it a little softer so it doesn't drown me out but uh one of my favorite pieces of concept in dreams you will lose your heart sorry was that too loud that that, time that was lever yeah because i'm looking at her audacity recording thing and you went outside the normal yeah. bands of, of recording, dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll just let the regular music provide. All right. So uh, one of my favorite pieces was 
the oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to sing again. Um, uh, the concept art drawing of the Cinderella, Cinderella, all I hear is Cinderella. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And did you guys know that the original names for the stepsisters were Wanda and Javat? What? I didn't even know this. Where'd that come from? It was written I thought out. Those, I thought those It was those a Mary the... Blair drawing. Okay. And Wanda was very skinny with a long nose, so mm. either mm -hmm. one of those could have been Anastasia or Drizella. Mm -hmm. But the other one, Javat, was very Fat. short and stout. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the pictures. I didn't know they had mm -hmm. different names, though. Yeah. And I, I thought, I thought for some cool. reason, that, that Anastasia and Drizella were the classic names from the, the real story, but I guess not. Yeah, I'd have to look that up and see what they were. Maybe it was Wanda and Javak, but I think that the, the name switch was good. <laughs> they had yes, to change it because they knew they'd be, they'd be needing that name for something else in the future. Yeah, Javak. No, Wanda. <laughs> Wanda? Oh, yeah, Wanda. <laughs> yeah. From uh, in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Javot is spelled J-A-V-O-T-T-E. Hmm. Um, more Mary Blair fun, which was super fun to see. Uh, a lot of cin more Cinderella concept artwork, like the chateau, the king's bedroom. There was a carriage scene. Hmm. Uh, the stepsister music room. Didn't they have a little miniature? Center carriage that you could look at because I've seen pictures of that online they didn't have that... a physical no like, that must have been something carriage. else that they yeah. were showing yeah. then they had a really cool uh, print of Lady Tremaine at the piano with the sister singing and then mm -hmm. this gorgeous picture I'll of Cinderella I'll sing Sweet Nightingale yeah I sang that in there. And you I, did. The guard had to it. come by and tell me. That. No, he didn't. <laughs> I did. He's like, it, was it wasn't a, little, a library. Was a too, the mood in there was really somber and just kind of like dead. And so I'm like, sing sweet. Yeah. I, They're probably, they were I, probably like, oh, these Disney fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite picture. Uh, and this was uh, Cinderella in front of a mirror with uh, some pink carnations. Did uh, she go, hello, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> really cute. A really cute Cinderella yeah. uh, print. And they put it on some of the merchandise for sale in the store. I and I got a mug and I sent one book. to Ruthie. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. nice. Thank you. I think that's yeah. also on the cover of the book that, that yes. goes along with the... The, um, whole museum yeah. thing. Yeah, because yeah, Chris I, and I, I we, remember we, that. we did a few, we did a few uh, trips together. We went to Newport. We went to Boston. We wanted to get Ruthie things, we but everything we something. saw was so <clears throat> expensive, like oh, yeah, ridiculous. Or it just wasn't like Disney. Right. Mm -hmm. They had lots <laughs> of votes <laughs> for <laughs> votes for women stuff. Then we thought of you because of Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. When we went to Newport, but everything was like ridiculously expensive for what yeah. it was. And it wasn't really yeah. cheap. Yeah, oh, that's fine. But uh, I saw this mug, and everything in the in the store was like fifty percent off. So 
yeah, it was a no-brainer. I mean, I would have yeah. bought it if it was full price anyways. But, it was probably but, on sale because the exhibit was about to close. Yeah, right? That's yeah. right. But the book was not on yeah. sale. Well, it was fifty bucks. The book yeah. is on sale on Amazon because it's not fifty dollars there. <laughs> oh, good it's only know. like thirty-eight. Oh, good to know. Shopping yeah. tips with Ruthie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> any book is going to be cheaper on Amazon than any yeah. store or anything like that. Right. Exactly. Always go to Amazon. You know? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Always go. <laughs> no. 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 Always go to the Amazon. Right, exactly. The Amazon rainforest. <laughs> with, but with bring your bring bring Park. your fish netting. Yeah. And your, <laughs> and your bear traps. So the last piece of uh, artwork for Cinderella was a story bird, a story bird, but a storyboard of or of guy. Of guy. You know guy when Williams, Cinderella's Zorro? gown transforms that whole scene, oh. bibbidi bobbidi boo. Oh whole, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole a whole wall of, of that scene. Oh wow, Aww. that's cool. And it was really awesome to mm. see each each uh Did you start singing board. that and too? They had a, what's that? Did you start singing that too? No, I but didn't you sing were tempted. Boo. I bet you thought about it. <laughs> no, but it. I just like the sing sweet nightingale in the off key okay. style that the sisters do. That's more fun. <laughs> or when they she gets hit in the face with the flute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me, 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 me. Did you leave yeah. footprints all over like Lucifer? No, I didn't do. I wasn't as bad as Lucifer. <laughs> so the uh, that wall was really fun, and one of the uh, storyboards was missing, and in place of that was a screen that showed the whole thing. From oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, that's was, clever. Yeah, it was really well done. So that was I'm sorry Cinderella. that that sound was me changing into my ball gown. Yep. <laughs> All right, you're off to the ball then. It's just me yes. and to finish off the show. I have to be back by midnight. <laughs> yeah, you better. Or I'll or change back be into a pumpkin. In a pile of pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, all right, and so Snow White, there was a little bit of that. Uh, a lot more artwork. Oh, they had the book. The, the yeah, original, I knew um, about that. They had the real uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, that was really neat. They also the had the Sleeping Beauty book. Yes, too. I knew. Oh, cool. I knew they had both yeah. of those. Yeah, the one that opens up at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and they had yeah. some of the. I don't know if they were pages from inside the original book or if they were just loose pages, like copies. But they had some pages laid out. I think they, they designed pages to be filmed, and they had them in the physical yeah. book, but they also had to have them separate for filming purposes, because they couldn't film it mm -hmm. directly in the book to get a great shot of it. So I think they probably right. had both. So it might have been the actual on-screen thing that you saw, but I don't know. I'm just guessing. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of snow. Did they play uh, music in, images. in yes, the different there rooms? Yes, music throughout. Yeah. Um, and from I the should have recorded films. some. You weren't allowed to. You would have gotten in trouble. Well, I could have just set my phone on record and just had it. Pretty it was... sneaky, sis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't want to get in trouble. Well, I have all that music. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was nothing that was not familiar. Yeah. It was all 
either from the films or the the, the, the silly symphony shorts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Snow White, um, the book. There was a lot of cells uh, that featured like the vultures. A lot of this evil aspect of Snow White. <laughs> Vultures, the Queen's Peacock Throne, you know, that whole mm-hmm. setup was yeah. really neat. Um, Sleeping Beauty, though, was really fun. Uh, and it, I felt like they took a lot of things from the Ivan Earl exhibit at the Walt Disney Family Museum and, and brought them here. Uh, I don't know if you guys went and saw that. I didn't get to see it by I haven't sure. been to the Family Museum. Oh. Neither have I. I want to go, but I haven't oh. been there. Yeah. I want to go this summer because there's a Jungle Book exhibit. Mm. Yeah. Is I, it in I the really... Amazon? No, it's in the Presidio in San Francisco. <laughs> where the museum is. <laughs> so uh, a lot of Ivan Earl background uh, and scene paintings, which was just so fun and just awe-inspiring to see uh, up close. You know, I mean... You guys did an episode on Sleeping Beauty, and I remember Ruthie commenting about how fun it was to just watch like the background Mm -hmm. images. And I do that a lot when I watch the film. Each background painting is a work of art in itself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Put a pin in that because I have a question for you guys after I'm done. The, The art aspect, the art comment you just made. Yard, of course, the fairy's cottage, the forest, the throne room, Maleficent's castle, all the dungeons. Did they have any and artwork of the Disneyland castle itself? Or no? Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Okay. There was some. And it was weird in Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, there wasn't a whole lot of like French decorative art in these two exhibits. At least I didn't write it down in my notes. And now that I'm thinking of it, I didn't well, it see seems, any. It seems displays. odd because um, Snow White takes place in Germany, and yeah, Cinderella well, does take place in France, wow. I believe. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, Beauty and the Beast had a ton of stuff because, especially when you think of the story of all the the in Beast Castle, you have all the yeah, furniture all the and issues. inanimate objects coming to life, right. and so. Mm-hmm. Nearly every character in the castle had a companion um, display of, of yeah. what, you know, their, their, what they were. <laughs> and also in the in, live in action form. Yeah. In the live action version, they also yeah, sort of they showed. had some. They had right. Yeah. They had the animated section and the live action section. Okay. So lots of uh, furniture displays, like the 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 chairs. What do you call that thing? Like a closet? It's not. It's like a wardrobe. freestanding a wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Joanne Worley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And she jumps on that guy and kills him. Oh, that's oh, so funny. <laughs> she was supposed to have a much bigger part, but they ended up cutting a lot of it out. She was one of the main voices in Human Again, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun to see. Uh, they had this really interesting alternate beginning storyboard section, where oh, really the the Bell's father was 
So they had several different, they had two of them that feature like two alternate uh, opening segments as opposed to what we can see film. on the film today. Yeah. Uh, so the father was pushing Bell on a swing and there were scenes depicting him traveling to, uh, well, I can't write notes here. Bell on a swing and scenes depicting him traveling like off to the inventor's fair and mm. meeting a woman mm. and uh, coming back with her, introducing her to Bell and then Bell kind of being sent away. Like maybe oh, off to, like, stepmother a thing or something. again. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so like Cinderella. She was really <laughs> yeah. mean and bossy, and you could tell in, in these yeah. drawings. And it was just like. They probably decided oh. to take it out because it's so similar to other stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they just, you know, decided to do what we all see and love today, which is like just a. Awesome. Yeah, I love the, the best Disney. I, I, I really enjoy how ever. they opened yeah. it. Yeah, with the stained glass windows yeah. telling the story. Yeah, the story. And yeah. the story of the beast. And then yeah. and then it yeah. just gets right into Belle. Yeah, you know, we learn perfect. more about his backstory. We don't really need to know about Belle. Yeah. Right. It's not a, it's not important yeah. right, to the plot. I don't, yeah. I don't really want to know that Belle's Belle had step. I think that's probably going closer with the original source material because I think that was part of the original story as I remember but I I, I don't remember exactly but I know there was more that happened before she went to the beast in the original I don't remember yeah. specifically I know that he gave her a rose or something and I don't know I have to look mm -hmm. back there was a lot of clocks uh, that depicted like Cogsworth and candelabras, like yeah. Lumiere. Was Liberace there? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been awesome. Yeah. His bedazzled piano, grand piano in the middle of the Disney exhibit. Yeah, Did you ever watch that show, um, that like silly sketch comedy show called Reno 911? on Comedy Central. Oh, I've heard of it. They yeah. had a scene where they they had brought Liberace's piano to a mall as an exhibit and they were supposed to be guarding it. It's all about the police the inept police department in Reno. And they were supposed to be guarding this piano and it kept coming it was haunted. And it kept like doing <laughs> haunted things in the in the in the show. Anyway, it was like a Liberace player piano. Yeah, it was. It played itself, and then like exactly. But then later on, they they were talking about it, and they said we didn't know it was a player piano. And then the guy running the exhibit says it's not a player piano. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's a perfect transition to my next. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't here, get us off track. Santa's Castle in the 1932 silly. Symphony. Mm. Oh, <laughs> right. We talked about that. Well, the, uh, the castle artwork was the next section. And so mm -hmm. Santa's castle from, from the, the 1932 Silly Symphony was really cool. And, and all workshop. four of the film castles that I, I mentioned, including yeah. the Little Mermaid castle. So there's, these are all mm -hmm. drawings, yeah, concept drawings. Uh, the, the coolest one was not a drawing of a piece of artwork, but it was an elevation um, 
blueprint of the Sleeping Beauty Castle from 1955. Yeah, I've seen Roland that. E. I mean, Hill I haven't seen the real out. thing yeah. in person, but I've seen pictures. So yeah, that. that was really neat to see. Yeah. Uh, the Magic Kingdom Castle was depicted and the Castle of Magical Dreams in Hong Kong. Uh, there was a drawing of that. Mm -hmm. And here, I'm going to try to do this here. Le Chateau de la Belle Abois Dormant. That's French for Sleeping Beauty's Castle in Disneyland Paris. I think that's and of course, right. Tokyo uh, was depicted and the concept art for Shanghai's Enchanted Storybook Castle was mm -hmm. also there. Cool. So just a couple other things here. Uh, the Seven Art City Urban Planning Proposal was there. I just thought that was like really odd <laughs> in this exhibit. Like, a whole bunch of castle artwork and then you have this like seven art city urban planning proposal folder which was uh i think the precursor to what walt eventually built with cal arts but he wanted he envisioned a utopian town to include academies for visual and performing arts sort of like a artsy epcot mm. so i had never even heard of this before so i saw that and uh well i knew he he was one of the founders of Cal Arts, but and involved yeah. in its creation and, and design. But I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, that's kind of what this e evolved to, just to being a from. Uh, you mean evolved from? Evolved from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That's I, why I, I'm I here, folks, little... to correct Brian's mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, but the, it's really the opposite, to be quite truthful. <laughs> the best thing of this whole exhibit was at the very end, and I was just completely floored. I couldn't believe this was there. Mm. But the original Herb Ryman Disneyland sketch from 1953 oh, wow. was was on that the, wall. the map or the or the. Map. the 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 full the, map. The actual, you mean the, the lost weekend drawing, right? The lost yes. weekend drawing. And it wasn't colorized, door. right? They colorize it sometimes. Nope. But the original, the original is, is just pen and ink and black pen, and white. Pencil sketch, yeah. Yeah. Pen, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like I, I saw a lot of people just like looking at it, oh that's nice and just walking yeah. out. And I'm like, they didn't do you what realize what this is? They don't know the significance of it. This is and like if that was up in D twenty three, there'd be people crying as they yeah. walked by yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. I mean Ryan and I, we stood in front of that for I think at least thirty minutes. There's so much know, detail in that. Yeah, we were just looking at every single detail and just I mean we'd seen it before. Well, it's but different. To be in front of it and yeah. realize so how big it's it was. It's bigger and you're able to see yeah. more than in a little computer. How did they get image. this thing to New York? Yeah. Instead of train. How big is it? They probably rolled it, was, it up and put it in a canister. Yeah. I think it was probably three, three foot. Was it as big as my map on my wall in my room? You've seen it. Oh, bigger than that. It, it was probably oh. just a bit bigger than the, um, like the the um, 1960s Disneyland fun maps. Those. Oh, okay. Not uh -huh. not the ones that. Um, uh, who drew the ones in the in the late 50s, early 60s? You know the artist. I know who it is. Sam McKim. Yeah, Sam. Sam McKim. Yeah. Hmm. It was not as big as those. It was like 
You know the one with kind of like the goldenrod background? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. The mm-hmm. one that's in uh, the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one. Not as big as that one, but the, the size of that fun map you could get in the park at that, okay. at that time. Uh-huh. It was about that size. I don't know if that helps you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to end uh, this, I, I there was a question proposed uh, uh, throughout the exhibit was, is Disney art? And I, I want to get... Uh, your takes and I wanted to ask Ruthie first what what do you think about when or you can respond like if somebody comes up to you and says Disney's not art or how you would respond to that and what your feelings are about Disney being like in the the realm of, of fine arts something like that so that, that was kind of like something to think about as you walk through mm. So did they here's I just have a quick question. Did they actually sure. give you an answer at the end of the exhibit or it was just something subjective no. that you were supposed to think about? Yeah, just something that you were supposed to keep in mind okay. while you're looking at the exhibits. And I think that's why they had the Disney art and then the real French decorative mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. I think there was a, I had this feeling the whole time that we we don't think Disney is art. So here's the real art that you need mm. to be appreciating. So, so you felt like that was the message the museum was yeah. sending? It was a little like, why Why did they have to have the, the actual art there when we could just focus on Disney being art itself? Mm-hmm. But hmm. I, I felt like that was maybe a, a hidden message. Really? I mean, it's an art museum after all. Right, but at the same time, they are putting this exhibit on. So in and of itself, mm-hmm. if they just have this exhibit and it's focused on Disney, then that makes it art. Yeah. Just by um, having yeah, that exhibit there. That, yeah, I mean, I that's just my, that's, guys... just, that's just the general um, yeah. thought that I had. But um, but specifically, of course, I think it's art. I mean, I don't, I don't think that Chris is going to say the opposite either. Just... Just because of the amount of time that people spend creating this and the the that it literally comes from nowhere and it's generated in somebody's mind and then they put take that image they have in their mind and they put it on pen, paper or whatever material they're actually using. I mean, I think that makes it art. That's regardless interesting of, you say that. Regardless of whether a... it becomes an animated movie after that or whatever, I mean, yeah. the movie is based on somebody's actual images that they're creating. Yeah. It's interesting that point you make, because it reminded me of a quote by Glenn Keane, mm-hmm. who I think worked on, on Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? Beauty or Beast? <laughs> Both. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the 1992 animated classic. There isn't classic. One. It's 1991. <laughs> well, he 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 talked about art and how it evolved because you said it comes from nowhere, right? He, I mean, it's, he said, yeah. like this stuff is like in my brain. It's like a part of me, mm-hmm. but I don't realize it until it's out on paper. Right. Something to that effect. Like it's always a, everything he's created is a part of him that's all that has always been there mm. and it doesn't manifest itself until it's out in a physical form of and i media. think that is actually a sign of an artist yeah that he had this inside of him because 
that is what artists do. They have, I mean, I think the same thing about music. You have this inside of you, and then you you are able to make it into something that other people can enjoy. Uh, that's what Paul McCartney does with his songs. He literally has these songs in his mind. He puts them out on, you know, plays them on the piano, guitar, or whatever. I mean, if you guys haven't seen Get Back, um, I mean, that's literally oh, yeah. what you're watching when you watch that documentary is Paul McCartney creating these songs that we all know as classic rock songs now get back and you know things like that he is literally bringing them out into the ether from inside of his body and it's just amazing yeah. and i mean wow. that's what artists do mm-hmm. and so if i don't care if you're drawing some you know if you're monet or if you're a you know um animator for walt disney it's it's, it's the same process so regardless of the end result and where it ends up, I, I think that's art. Yeah, bravo. <laughs> Great answer. Thank yeah, you. I feel the same exact way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, along with that Glenn Keane quote, he referenced uh, the, the artists from the Renaissance area and, and things like they all felt that way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, great. That's awesome. That's cool. What about you, Chris? Well, I guess I am an artist, having gone to art school, so I am probably as good as anybody to answer this question in a non, trying to be non-biased, but uh, looking at art history, everything that is trendsetting and new has been poo-pooed by the critics as being mm-hmm. not worthy of the name art. Even things today that we consider classic pieces, like um, Impressionism, which Mm -hmm. was a movement in the late 1800s in France, where they weren't trying to make everything look ultra-real, they were trying to give you more of a, sort of a, a foggy impression of things, whereas if you stepped back... You could see it, but if you got up close, it just looked like a big mess. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you know, the expression, that girl is a Monet. She looks good from far away. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, that's where I, I don't approve of that expression. I don't like that. Yeah. But but I'm just saying that's what a Monet is. It's, it's yeah. Today, when you think of art, that's one of the first names that pops into people's yep. head is Monet. Yeah. Monet but his contemporaries yeah. saw it as trash, yeah. as, as not worth anything because it wasn't what people you know defined as art during his lifetime but then years later people look back at it and realize how artistic it was the same could be said for walt disney because during his lifetime his work would have never been put in the metropolitan museum of art that was that would have been considered just unacceptable to people mm-hmm. that it would be put on such a high platform of esteem as to be put in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. But nowadays, looking back at it, we can see how artistic it was. I think that's that's a problem that people have. Anything that's new and different, people have trouble wrapping their heads around it. Yeah, it's just not accepted 
and animation as an art form it was not thought of as an art form it was thought of you know like comic strips and yeah it was just yeah it was just Mm -hmm. thought of as commercial entertainment it wasn't thought of as in any higher regard as far as art and 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 that has changed over time and evolved and people have come to realize just how much talent and uh, hard work and the level of artism that is involved in creating these films Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say that animation is the art form of the 20th century. It pretty Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. defines the whole whole century because it involves so many different mediums brought together that are all pretty much 20th century inventions to create something beautiful and creative and full of art and and yet it very modern at the same time it pretty much is mm-hmm. the definition of the 20th century so to me it is art and anyone who thinks otherwise should think about what i just said about monet how people thought his work was garbage when it mm-hmm. first was made too and he yeah. didn't really become famous until after he died so right yeah. Um, the other thing that you sort of mentioned is how Glenn Keane says how the things came out of him. I've experienced something that a lot of artists have where when you're really involved in your work, you sort of, this is going to sound very spiritual and, and sort of weird, but you really do sort of leave your your body and like something sort of takes over your hand and sometimes I'm drawing things and it's not I feel like it's not me doing it it's like something inside mm. of me is making it like sometimes I'll draw something and I don't and I sit down to start to draw it and I'll be like I don't know how I'm gonna how am I gonna draw this and then I just start drawing it and it just happens and I don't mm. even know how I did it like it's something mm-hmm. possessed me and made it happen so i definitely have experienced what glenn Keane is talking about and um yeah disney is is art there are things that are more artful than others within disney because it is such a multimedia conglomeration of so many different um things all combining to make animation and to make attractions it's not just one discipline it's many disciplines that have to sort of join forces together so some of it can be considered a little more artful than others but as a whole i feel that it is art does that answer your question thank you next (laughs) (laughs) that was great yeah i really enjoyed listening to your responses I'm, i'm not an artsy person myself so I'm not really going to, I mean, I believe it's art just because I appreciate it as such and it's beautiful to look at. So, um, like I said, when I watch Sleeping Beauty, I pause it a lot just to gather in all the details and I, I appreciate details and appreciate the time and effort that, that the artists put forth to creating these things we enjoy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's art. Come on, Matt. <laughs> and I think they, they, 
it, it's nice to see that that Walt Disney and and his work and his artist's work was showcased in such a prestigious uh, yeah. place as the Metropolitan Museum of Art is. Yeah. Because when you're walking through there, I mean, you, there's like thousands of years of history and art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from everywhere in and the I world. And I bet you That's... 99% of it, when it was first created, was not considered art. Yeah. Or it is yeah, now, but it wasn't you. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that was good. Your Monet example, like Picasso and, and like those all those portraits too. of dead people. They were just portraits. It was like they didn't right. have photography, so people paid big yeah. bucks to have their picture painted. They weren't thinking of it as art, but it, it's mm-hmm. art now because it's old and all those people are dead. And, and you know, don't usually get their portraits <laughs> painted anymore. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, what, I did get a little artsy because after the exhibit was over, I took a taxi cab to Lincoln Center and I, I watched a five and a half hour long opera. Well, I mean, you really, I mean, that's a whole other art form yeah. in and of itself. So right. you say you're yeah. not artsy, but you do appreciate opera. Yeah. I do and, love performing arts. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and I love visual arts as well. So, Well, performing um, arts has a lot of visual arts in it. There's so many yes. disciplines involved yep. in Right. You know, the costuming, the yep. scenery. The, the stage sets. Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. There's all sorts of things yeah. involved. I guess I am artsy. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just it. watching um, the new West Side Story film last night. Oh, yeah. I just and watched it, too. Yeah. one of the things that I noticed was the costuming in that movie was very specific, and they were trying to tell the story through that. And so you just have to be able to keep your eyes and your mind open when you're watching these things and then you can you know be engulfed in more of the artistic because this is we're talking about a hollywood film you know that's that's art as well you know because you you make intentional decisions to portray your story in a certain way (laughs) well i mean i think i think actually you could probably argue for some sort of artistic value in any film just depending Mm. on how you look at it but I can think of a few that I, that I would argue against that, but yeah. <laughs> that's for another podcast. Right. But I mean, I'm just saying that that's something that I noticed in that film when I was watching it. I was like, I can see the specific how they're trying to portray certain groups by certain colors and things like that. So, you know, it was very clear to me that that's what they were doing. But, you know, that could easily be missed if you weren't looking for it. Hmm. Off to watch it again. Yeah. Speaking of West Side Story... Since you brought it up, <laughs> yeah. Since you brought it up, production. Yeah, yeah. Maria. She, she <laughs> no, played the character Anybody's in uh, a, a local production of West Side Story, sort of a uh, musical in the round. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they give the character Anybody's the song somewhere. Really? Production, which I thought was, I mean, of course, I was. We were all bawling our eyes out because yeah. it was our daughter singing it. It was very. Uh, but that's an emotional song. Yeah, it was very yeah. emotional, and and uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen the '61 film version and the Disney one, and then this mm-hmm. and others, and it seems like it's different. Somewhere is given to somebody different each mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Hmm. Yeah, 
Hopefully, There's I can get my hands on recording of her singing. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, it was really good. Time and place for. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Yeah, good yep. job, actually, Chris. You sing more like that, and we won't get mad when you interrupt this song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but. That was the the visit to the museum and and uh, one of the fun things I was able to get to do when I was out there on the East Coast. So I'd say go check the exhibit out. Did Robin Williams not- ride in on a horse wearing a monocle? <laughs> was that at the Smithsonian? Oh, yeah. And that was only that was only after that was after it closed, okay. though. <laughs> yeah. No, did the Indians come did the miniature Indians come to life on the other side of Central Park mm-hmm. yeah that's a different that's on the west side the Met Museum is on the east side and then there's the Guggenheim Museum of Modern Art which I think Disney yeah, has been Disney often gets put in that category of modern art mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. considered too commercial to be good enough to be fine art it's a whole it's such a snobby just gatekeeping thing (laughs) the whole thing just that's why i'm not really a practicing artist because i just got tired of all the judging and yeah why does it have to be so political (laughs) it is very political yeah Um, yeah yeah Anywho, another cool piece of art that I saw nearby the Met Museum was the uh, Lewis Carroll sculpture. Yeah, that cool. had like the characters of Alice the in Wonderland. Yeah, mm-hmm. fountain. An, yeah, yeah. I as tried so it, hard as, to get as, a picture of it as it was in the <laughs> as it was uh, pictured in the TV series Rhoda in the opening credits. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> was that set in New York City? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it Mallory was cool. Harper it, it was, was sitting on it. Uh, in the style of Lewis Carroll's illustrator. Yeah, who, I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, we talked about him. It was like a him. Sir, Sir, Sir dude, Reginald Archibald. Just... Yeah, <laughs> no, I just I'd have to look up, up my <laughs> my podcast notes on that. <laughs> well, that is this yeah. month's episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. Any closing thoughts, Brian? Uh, no, it's it's good to be back. And uh, uh, thanks for letting me share uh, my experience with you guys and for chiming in on, uh, on the, the, the comments. And uh, yes, now I have to agree with Chris that Summer Magic and Ruthie's Summer Magic is a musical. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Chris also called me out on The Great Mouse Detective. Uh, I said Radigan was its only saving grace. I was wrong. I watched it again, and I love it. <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah. 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 It, it's a good film, and you guys did a great job on that podcast, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any final <laughs> words, Ruthie? Thanks for listening. Have a good month. See you next month. And always yeah. let your Thanks conscience... Supporters. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, Chris. I already yeah, asked man. for your final words, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to thank the supporters, like Ruthie. We appreciate you guys and your yes. money. Yes, definitely. 
Well, I appreciate you, money or not, because this is going out to everybody, not just our yes. supporters. But if you oh, would like right. to be, if you would like, we're we're putting this out to everybody to help entice you because you'll be getting solid rock bottom, bottom of the barrel podcasting like this every month. <laughs> Way to sell it there, Chris. Yeah. No, no. Well, this we, is totally unscripted, unrehearsed, and so the, this is the, us in our true form. Yeah. 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 The, this is a special bonus just for. Uh, people who are supporters, but we decided to put this out for everybody this one time. We've done it a few other times to help entice you because you might enjoy this and you might want to become a supporter so that you can get this podcast every month. And so, that being said, thank you again and always let your conscience be your guide. Your heart is in your dream